Hello everyone, my name is Claire Wyckoff and I'm the Nutrition, Food and Health Agent for the Southwind Extension District, which covers Allen, Bourbon, Neosho and Woodson counties in Kansas. Ahead of Walk Kansas, we are collaborating with the Wildcat District to promote wellness and participation in Walk Kansas. Today we are here to have one such wellness focused conversation about nutrition, which plays so much into our overall wellness. I am so excited to have Joy Miller joining me for this conversation today. Joy, a registered dietitian, has worked as a family and consumer science extension agent for almost 15 years. She also has a decade of experience as a clinical dietitian in healthcare. While she is not a native to Kansas, she has called Fort Scott home for the last 20 years, enjoying the small town vibe, but with a lot to offer. So Joy, how did you first get interested in, in nutrition? Um, so Clara, my first introduction to nutrition when I was in second grade. I remember having a guest speaker come to our school um, and we learned about the, the basic four food groups um, then. And I always remember sitting at the, the table reading the nutrition information on the back of cereal boxes. Um, I can't remember exactly what was on those boxes, but I always remember studying them. Um, and then, you know, as as you go through school and you're deciding career paths. Um, I, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to be a nurse, but there was just certain aspects of that. I thought, eh, I don't know. Um, and then in high school, I started taking um, what we called home economic classes back then. And I really liked all those subject matters, but again, none of those just kind of fit um, what I wanted to do. And so, we took some career kind of discovering things and topic of a dietitian came through um, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. And what really secured that, that, that goal was being told that um, it is very hard to do. Um, very few people successfully complete that, complete that, that path. And so I thought that's it. That's what I'm going to go for. And, uh, and I, I did, I was successful to become one, so. Well, that's amazing. Um, I know you, you mentioned that it was you know, difficult um, for a lot of people to follow that path. So what was that journey like to becoming a registered dietitian? Um, so to become a, a registered dietitian, um, at least when I did it, those, that criteria is changing, but um, I had to have a bachelor's degree in dietetics um, and then you had to apply for an internship. Um, so uh, those are approved dietetic internships. <clears throat> Mine was nine months long um, and they're very competitive. So they only accept so many to come into that. So like I said, mine was a nine month long internship. And um, basically it was a full-time job of um, further education and hands-on experience. Um, and we did clinical work in healthcare and long-term. We did public health like with WIC. And then we also had a food service management rotation um, in those healthcare settings where we helped with kitchen advisory um, or management tasks. So, um, and so once you uh, complete your internship, um, then you have the, you're eligible to sit for the registered dietitian exam. So for me, it was, I would say a three-part process. Um, other 
universities like K-State and Missouri University, um, their internships or practicums are integrated into the um, into the college work. So, so there is multiple ways to become a registered dietitian. That just happened to be my path. Um, so it is moving forward that you will have to have a master's degree um, in order to become a dietitian. So just for those listening, if that's a thought process, um, the, the education piece is changing, um, is changing. Well, that's really interesting. And thank you for sharing that, Joy. Um, you know, as I was listening to you talk about that journey and, and the different parts, I was wondering if there was anything surprising that you learned about nutrition during that journey. Um, so the working with people, um, maybe the, the health, the wellness and the health, none of that really was um, a surprise. But um, as I was transitioning or we were transitioning internship classes, um, I had a, an advisor say that the next group of dietitians or that next group generation coming in, were, they were calling them the microwave generation. And so I found it interesting that they were going to have a harder time relating and counseling clientele um, because they did not have the the cooking and the food preparation background as, as previous um, dietitians came in. And I just, I don't know, I found that very interesting and for some reason has always stuck with me that um, this generation's cooking skills were different than ours. And so I think the, the takeaway from really that is is we're constantly developing um, and our environment and technology definitely shape how we eat, what we eat. And so I can remember when my, the first microwave came into our household, but for those dietitians coming in, the microwave has probably always been in their household and how the food industry had continued to develop items that could be um, used in the microwave and how the microwave has become a very much an everyday um, thing in our household. So not just to heat up your leftovers, but now to prepare food. So it just kind of comes to that um, we're evolving um, and those things influence even today what we eat is what appliances evolve and what we grew up with. Um, so that was the takeaway. That was the surprise um, during my internship was kind of hearing that aha, like, oh, we don't all come with the same experiences um, for our clientele. Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, I think about my childhood and growing up, you know, I, I was can't remember a time without a microwave and, and so I think about how that might have influenced my own cooking skills um so definitely grateful for my time in 4-H to have to have learned um you know some of those basic cooking skills that maybe I wouldn't have picked up on um so that's really interesting to hear about as you think about you know other things that you've learned just from you know being in the field and the work that you did um during your time as a clinical dietitian in healthcare, what have you learned 
from being in the field that you think people should know? Um, so because I was in the healthcare setting um, in a hospital and worked with lots of older adults, the um, one of the issues people had or patients had a long time was the ability to chew. And so taking good care of your teeth is very, very important. Um, so whether um, a person's teeth were just, they had missing teeth, you know, or they were frail um, and, and easily breaking, maybe they just had only a few teeth to those who had dentures, it really hindered um, how much or what they could eat. And so I just think um, taking the best care of your, your teeth and your, your dental hygiene is so important um, for successful nutrition later in life. Uh, people can um, change what they eat. You know, we can flex and flow, but there's something about having your the teeth you were given um, and the ability to use them as long as you can is just so important to maximize um, your nutrition later in life. Yeah, that's really interesting as well. You know, I think it's a good for, reminder for me as I think I'm about due for my next dental checkup as well. But um, even just that, you know, daily daily things that you do to, to make sure you have good dental hygiene. Um, that's really interesting to hear how it also plays into nutrition and wellness as well. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, do you have any um, resources that you would suggest as being, you know, most helpful either for you along the way or for um, the clients that you worked with? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this one. Um, so some things I think people may um, enjoy that, um, so one is, I really like, um, it's called Today's Dietitian. It's a magazine. They also have Facebook, but they talk about kind of some of the food trends and do some, oh, you know, if they're talking about a particular diet or something, comparisons, um, and then focus down maybe on some specific, maybe it's magnesium or vitamin C or so. Um, it's a magazine I truly enjoy to see what's the hot topics and maybe trends. It's um, in layman's terms, so anybody can pick it up, read it, and enjoy it. Um, you don't have to have a, an education, you know, a deep education to understand that. Um, and then a couple books. Um, Child of Mine by Ellen Satter, I think, is a great one if you're a parent and you want to learn how to you know, do some balanced eating. Um, she's got some great advice on the division of responsibility. She also has a Facebook um, page, so you can kind of see what she has to say before purchasing that book. Um, Exercise-wise, this is a little more technical, um, so more of the science and why, but it's called Smart Exercise by, I believe it's Covert Bailey. So I really um, liked, I'm, I have that science kind of mind and I like to know why. Um, so this isn't necessarily um, 10 steps to how to exercise. This really just kind of explains why, um, how, how your body burns calories, um, 
and why it's going to do what it does. So it kind of gives you the aha of, oh, just because I'm new to exercise, why isn't my body responding like I think it should? So it gives you a little bit of background history. Um, Website-wise, um, if you're kind of just new, just wanting to understand what we call the macros, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, um, and, and starting some healthy eating journey, um, there's a, a website called Precision Nutrition. Um, so it's, it's got some basics, but helps you put some steps in place if you don't know where to start. Another website I really like is called The Real Food Dietitians. They have, this is a great um, place to find recipes um, that are just packed with a lot of flavor. But the cool thing about their website is, is you can do some filters. Um, so you can filter like, I need to be dairy free or I'm vegan or, so all those allergies and then some of the lifestyle things um, you might be looking for in an eating pattern along with maybe I'm looking, I want to use my air fryer or the crock pot or sheet pan. So again, the method of um, how you want to cook or the equipment you want to utilize. Um, so they have some great filters to narrow down recipes for you to, um, to look at. Um, so um, I enjoy watching TikToks. And so um, there, there is some dietitians. Just you look for like hashtag dietitian. Um, there's a gentleman named Zach Cohen. He's um, affordable meal prep, and he goes by the hashtag the dietitian um, with a beard. So, um, but when you watch their their cooking demonstrations, they use very everyday food to uh, assemble a meal that, again, are just just nice to have something simple and not um not too crazy um and i i love listening to podcasts so i don't necessarily listen to um health podcasts but so much that shapes other parts of our life that trip that then affect what we eat and how we cook so while these are not research-based or directly related in health sometimes i they, they talk about foods at times or healthy eating. And then I get to listen to and learn about other people that might interest me. Um, so one is the minimalists. Um, so sometimes all the clutter around us or our organization can affect how we eat or even that ability to have time to do food prep. So I find some of these um, help in other realms of my life so I have a better health journey. Organized 365 is another one. Finding mastery. And the last one is Her Money. And that is a, that is a financial podcast. But um, just here in the last week or two, they were talking about food budgets and how easy it is to go over our food budget um, and not realize how much we spend. So while those aren't necessarily nutrition um, organization, there is some wellness aspects in other parts of your life that really they're all connected together in the end when we talk about our overall health, not just nutrition and physical activity. So that was my list of helpful resources. 
Yeah, that's really interesting and definitely someone there that I think I'm going to have to check out now um, as I'm thinking about my own, you know, nutrition journey and my overall wellness as well. Um, so, you know, as, as I'm thinking about my nutrition journey and, and thinking about um, the choices that I make, um, I think, you know, each of our own individual reasons or our why uh, for making better nutrition choices is going to be a little bit different. Uh, so what has been your biggest why on your own nutrition journey? Um, so I was a super thin child initially growing up. And then, um, and then I started putting on weight. And there was a lot of environmental and, and I say psychology, um, but words I was told that I found continually shaped how I ate, maybe why I ate. And not everything was, um, was it horrible or anything, but you know, it just shaped and it wasn't, um, wasn't leading to the best outcomes. And um, so that was just between my mother trying to be helpful and just saying, don't eat that. It'll make you fat. And then I had a dad who, um, because my parents were divorced, was um, convenient. So, you know, in the morning you went to the gas station for donuts for breakfast. Um, and so I kind of had two, uh, I don't want to say extremes, but two different lifestyles um, that were kind of competing with each other. And so just on top of, you know, just dealing with the emotions of like parents divorcing um, and then just stress. I had a job in high school. So it just kind of led to irregular eating, late night eating, and your peers, you know, what are they, they're drinking soda. So just streaming into college, again, where you're staying up late, you're studying, so you're either entertaining yourself or trying to stay awake by it with extra caffeine. And I just found all those little habits just kept, or all those environmental cues or however, just kept building and building and so it's just a continual journey to um, tweak and, and recognize what cues like that um, and to try and create a, a I want to say a, a healthy path for my own family um, in eating. So again, my childhood played a big role in why I wanted to understand why I ate the way I did. Um, and but I also wanted to help people because um, we all eat. And so that was just part of it was under better understanding of what I was doing, what could have been different. Um, everybody meant well in the end, but, and then how can I help other people um, with this journey? Because we all get messages. We all have environmental cues from anyway. Um, that was, that was my, my journey into it was. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing that, Joy. I think, um, you know, we each will have our own, our own reasons and our own whys for trying to make these better nutrition choices, but I definitely think that there are pieces of, of your journey that, that everyone can connect with or, or certain people might be able to connect with. And um, so, you know, you mentioned wanting to, to help pe other people with their nutrition journeys and so my last question for you today is, what is one piece of advice you can share with listeners who are just getting started on that journey to better nutrition? Um, so first, 
there is no miracle answer. There's no supplement meal plan that is going to be the answer. It will never move fast or quickly. Um, it's it's going to be a constant journey. So kind of buckle in. <laughs> it's a long ride. Um, and you can't out-exercise your nutrition. Um, so those are some things. So the more extreme you choose, the more, the bigger jump for you to do something nutritionally, it'll be super hard to maintain that. So you might constantly feel like you fail yourself because willpower and um, setting up your life to be successful is hard to maintain it then. And so taking the tiniest step to move forward with something. So I use drinking more water as an example. If you don't drink any water, setting a goal for eight cups a day might be way too big um, and you're likely to fail quite quickly. And, and I have had to get over this myself, all or nothing kind of goal. I, couldn't say, well, I had two glasses of water. That's okay. Nope. And so sometimes when we can't meet that extreme goal, we just give up on all of it. Um, so again, if, if drinking water and you're not used to drinking any water, it may be just getting one glass in a day and get that routine underway. If you get more in, great. Um, but if you don't, you got your one in. And then figuring out how to kind of, um, they call it habit stacking. So again, if we go back to that one glass of water, is it at the beginning of the day when you brush your teeth? That's where I'm gonna have my glass and I'm just gonna drink that glass of water or if I'm taking medications. So again, making it as convenient as possible to do that step. Um, so again, if you drink more than one, great. If you don't, you got your one in. But if you're used to drinking, let's say seven glasses of water a day, then yeah, eight cups is very reasonable for you to figure out where to add that one more. So again, and don't underestimate, even though like recommendations, eight cups of water that because you can't get eight or um, that uh, getting none of it or, you know, some of it will be better than none of it. Um, so again, can't meet the full recommendations um, or you don't want to, but you can still um, incorporate some of those, create rules of thumb, I guess, um, to help you do that. So some is better than none. Um, and that's, and being good enough, not perfect is also kind of another um, thought process. So I don't know, this year, a lot of podcasters are saying, progress over perfection. And I really like this statement. We just need to continue progressing and not worrying that we are not perfect um, in that journey. And that's, like I said, that is okay. So finding those tiny steps, find something you really want to do. Um, and so um, let's just say, I like Diet Coke, not a good thing. And so saying, I'm not going to drink Diet Coke isn't necessarily probably the message or the self-talk you want to give. It's just, well, I need to drink more water. 
I can still have my Diet Coke, but I just need to drink more water. And hopefully you can start displacing um, maybe some of the things you wanna give up with the better things that you wanna incorporate. So, um, and, and having a different focus or the way you talk to yourself about incorporating more of one and less of another. So um, again, there's lots of approaches um, and you have to know yourself. Some people are just really good at upholding those promises they make. Others um, will quickly ditch them and others will just rebel like, you told me I had to, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> so again, knowing yourself, your why for nutrition um, can be very important one thing at a time. Well, thank you so much for that, Joy. I appreciate, you know, all of your time today, but I think, you know, that I've, I've learned some things that I can implement on my own nutrition journey, and I think that'll apply to listeners as well. As we think about, you know, shooting for progress over perfection and, and taking those small steps while thinking about our why and our overall journey. Um, and so one one final note that I want to make while we think about taking those small steps is that Walk Kansas will be starting soon. So this is a team-based health initiative program that will inspire you to lead a healthier life by being more active and making better nutrition choices, like some of the ones that we've talked about today with Joy. Through Walk Kansas, you are part of a six-member team which selects a goal and supports one another in reaching that goal during the eight-week Healthy Lifestyle Challenge, which runs from March 27th to May 21st. As you get ready for Walk Kansas 2022, think about your reason or your why, just like Joy was speaking about a little bit ago, uh, for joining this year and working to make those better nutrition choices. You can visit walkkansas.org to learn more and get registered today. So thank you so much. Thank you.